trying to be a parent, but I gotta run an errand. I promise when I'm back, I'm gonna feed my kid a carrot. Damn, this stuff is tough, man. I thought it was inherent. I'm trying to be a parent. I'm trying to be a parent. Sometimes you gotta drink, cause that shit can be kind of stressful. Sometimes you hit the blunt, cause that green will help you rest, yo. You know your ass be slacking when you gotta look up things on YouTube. Like, bro, how you wipe your baby boo boo? Now, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Episode 20. Now welcome to the podcast. Trying to parent and make pops laugh. Who you know got it like the king's family. Amanda and Sean is the name G. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Trying to Parent Podcast. Pew, 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 pew. Finger point, finger point. PowerPoint. PowerPoint. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, y'all, welcome back. Episode 20 of the Trying to Parent Podcast with, as always, your hosts. Amanda King and the lovely, me. fresh fade, having ass. Sean King. It is me. <laughs> um, yeah. It's episode 20. We've done 20 of these episodes. Well, about to do 20 of them. Mm-hmm. So Move if right you've along. listened to 10 or more, thank you. If you listen to 15, Holy you're cow. a trooper. Yeah. And if you're sitting there waiting for 20 to come out, God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. Oh, man. But you know how we start this. So let's go ahead and hop off with the let's get social. social. Here we go. Everywhere podcasts are found, please give us a lovely rating of five stars if you would ever be so kind. And go ahead and give us a follow at uh, Instagram, trying the number two parent. Mm-hmm. It's also where you can find us on the Facebook. Same, same. And then the YouTube is trying space, the number two space parent. And then if you're old like me, you like email, trying the number two parent podcast at gmail.com. You can email us. I actually don't think I've checked the email. Oh. <laughs> so that's okay. We've only got like one text, so I doubt I'll people do are emailing. Yeah, us. people respond to the Instagram. We're just not meeting people where they're at, I guess. Yeah. This is all really gotta meet folks where they're at these days. Learning. So social media responses. Keep it up. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. I'm looking at the cameras, mm-hmm. and granted, I am much larger than you, but in our one-on-one shot, I look quite a bit larger than you. <laughs> but. Give us a call. Or text. We had... One of our friends texted us the other day, and I was like, who is this? It was Kat. Yeah. So that was cool. Appreciate that, Kat. Thanks, Kat. You're very responsive. Yes. uh, And love it. Love it. Keep it up, girl. Love what you're doing here. Thanks, wife. Keep it going. (laughs) So let's go ahead and hop into episode 20 of the Trying to Parent podcast. Did I recently tell you that the AC just got me fucked up? Like, for the longest time, I had it set on, like, 16 or something. Oh, boy. Which is pretty cold. That's 16 Celsius. Celsius. Uh, So I would turn it on, 
and it would get really cold in here and it would just blast for a while. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh shit, it's real cold in here. I need to turn it off for a while. And I'd turn it off and I'd get real hot and I'd be like, well, damn, it's real hot in here. Let me turn the AC back on. Literally and the worst thing you could probably do for it. For the longest time, I went back and forth, basically turning it on and turning it off when I would get hot and cold without realizing that I could just adjust the temperature. Yeah, warm it up a little bit, oh maybe like not God. so cold. So a constant. I changed. I, I, I changed it. I saw so. it. I said 24 on there. I really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, much different. So now I can just leave it on and, you know, be a cool, cool guy. Uh, but sometimes I forget to turn it off now, which is <laughs> not a cool guy type of move. It's okay. I forget the living room sometimes. Yeah, you do. I don't really turn it on in the office, though. I think I've only turned it on like three times. Really? Yeah. Because hmm. like, it's cold in that cave. Yeah. I don't have a window to, to heat it up, honestly. That's like exactly what it is. And, you know, I'm, we moved out here and I'm like, give it to me. Come on, Mark. Don't be, don't be stingy. I cut them off right before that. But I don't want to be stingy with the use of the AC. But I know that's our most expensive. I don't even know how much it's going to cost, but I know yeah. it's going to be a lot. We haven't gotten the bill for that one yet. We'll get no. it here soon. So, anyways. In 16 days. 16 days? That's when it is? It's every two months. Huh. We moved in on the 17th of February. Oh, that's right. Every two months. Ooh, that could be a thick bill. We'll see. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> we, we uh, finally rebooked an appointment with the internet people fuck yeah shout out to them we'll see we will see i did it online by myself they have not even sent me an email yet of confirmation so man. you know what's well, also crazy what is we got our bank stuff taken oh, care of yeah so you know what i think happened they heard the podcast they heard us talking <laughs> shit last week on episode 19 and they're like they found out that we're in cahoots with each other. We yeah. should probably contact them and like get this stuff taken care of. So yeah. what are the chances that we talk shit on the podcast about them completely blowing us off? And both then, two different companies. Yeah. And then we get basically two things done. Yeah. So like literally the next day, the um, landlord dude that lives in our complex, David, he texts me because, oh, it was our water pressure got a little fucked up again. Not all the way fucked up, but like 50% fucked up. Yeah. And so he messaged me in the morning and he was like, hey, I have good, good news. Telmex finally installed the duct, whatever that means. So that means that they should be installing any anytime soon. And I was like, oh, cool. You mean like later this week? He's like, eh, it'll probably be a week or two. And Look at yourself. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right, well, that's a good sign because that means they're going to do it because before... Only the technician said that they were going to do it, and that motherfucker came through. So, And guess what? This is going to have us going from 60, potentially 60 megs, mm -hmm. to 500 megs. For the same, oh, for that's gonna be good. $3 oh, that's more. That's going to be good. That's going to be good. <laughs> $3 more. Basically the same price to get. Yeah. Freaking 440 more megs yeah. of internet. Come on, man. Gosh. Do everybody a favor here. So that's cool. That's cool. Um, what's not cool is we're still not pregnant. So yeah, yeah. I got my I George. George came in the middle of the night. Yep. Curious. That was which makes Curious sense. George, because my low last week was, was that I was in a funk, and it yep. makes sense because I was PMSing. That funk <laughs> was your body getting ready to bleed out of itself. Yeah. Ugh. Which is always cool. 
That was cool. But like we've talked about before, you seem to handle your periods pretty well. So Thank you. That's good. Thank you. I'm just tired. I'm just tired. Tired and sad. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, uh, we met our dog lady that's going to be yes. pet sitting Nina Sanchez. Oh, my gosh. So that was awesome. We met her and her son. Yep. They, they rode their bicycle. Bicicleta over here. Bicicleta. Might as well rode it from Scotland where they're from because <laughs> they live not super close to here. And you told me that they rode their bike. And I'm like, good. Yeah. Damn. That's great exercise. Yeah. Seriously. It's not cool here anymore. It's not cool outside. <laughs> no, so. I would not ride my bike to our grocery store. Yeah. And it's right around the corner. <laughs> but they're super nice people. Yeah. And Nina really seems to like the little kid. She was playing with him a lot and he really likes her. Yeah. He so. whipped out the the toy box with her and started throwing the ball down the hall. And she yep. was like, like, you could oh. throw that ball down the hall, man. It's like, awesome. Tile floor. She can't do nothing to him. Yep. Scratch that shit up. Good luck. <laughs> so that's awesome because that was a big, you know, concern of ours. Basically making sure that our her child is going to be taken care of when yeah. we're gone. A little baby. And um, so in our TV stand, I have like the Nintendo 64 and the Xbox like tucked away. They're not taken out of the containers, but they're in there. And he was like all about it. He opened, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you got a Nintendo 64 here. I'm sure the graphics will be terrible, but if you want to try it out, they like, you know, He's I'll He's 11, it up yeah. so I'm pretty sure... I don't think he knows what a Nintendo 64 is. Yeah, he took out the controller. He's like, why does it look like this? Yeah, the one that has like the three prongs <laughs> the three on prongs it. He's like, how do I even get all the buttons? You're like, well, some games you don't use all the buttons, buddy. Yeah, so funny. He said some shit like, well, back in my day or what did he's, he say? He said, I haven't seen this oh, in forever. Yeah, like, I haven't seen one of these in ages. I'm pretty like, sure you haven't seen. Ages like three years? 2021 or what are we talking <laughs> about here when you're 11 <laughs> i was like this thing is older than you are i had this thing since 1994 <laughs> this thing is like three times as old as yeah, you are buddy yeah. you're 11 but and i'm 33 holy shit yeah, yeah wow. <laughs> nice people so very excited for yeah uh, they got along well with nina she seemed very attentive as far as like things that needed to be done while we were gone yeah the <clears throat> the lady not nina yeah and she's one of those people that stays in our place. So mm-hmm. Nina will be comfortable yeah. with that. So that's good. Thank good you. things there. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get into... Take it away, Amanda. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Highs and lows. Highs and lows of our week. Would you like to go first? Or would you like me to go first? You can go first because I went first last weekend. Okay. Highs. <clears throat> Pretty sure we locked in our next promotion at work, Fuck which yeah. is freaking awesome. Fuck yeah. Couldn't do it without the help of some of our new agents on board, but this is this is great news. It's a big step into biz, what we call the biz. The biz. Yeah, that's what we call it. What we do <laughs> is the biz. Um <laughs> Equally, if not more exciting, one of our agents also locked in a promotion. Yes. So love it when we're bringing people here and they're also winning. Winning all around. And she's about to win this month and she's actually about to make about $10,000 payout from some business that she wrote on herself, which is helping her out anyways, putting her money in a better and safer place. And she's about to make 10K off of that. So. 
Hit me up. I can do some. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you're paying for drinks next time. <laughs> so that's a always a high. Um, yeah. Do you want to do low or do you want me to do my low? Or I mean, do you want to do your high first or do you want me to do my low first? I have a two. Uh, well, my high is also my low. And then there's also. That seems complex. <laughs> <laughs> One high is wow. that the Internet people are finally coming through. Okay. Oh, what's your low? My low is that our good friend lost one of his best friends. Um, don't want to name any names, but one of our good friends lost a great friend of his. Mm-hmm. And they're both like in their early 30s. Yeah. Which. Devastating. Is super shitty uh, because, you know. Well, it sounds like it's of natural causes. Yeah. He had some some health issues and stuff, uh, but nothing like, I mean, he was still working full time and everything and nobody was expecting it, but yeah, it's super shitty when stuff like that happens, especially unexpectedly. Uh, and then even more unfortunate was he made great money, but he didn't have any sort of coverage in place. And so he passed away and his family wasn't expecting it. And then they had to do a GoFundMe for him because they needed money to pay for funeral expenses, funeral expenses and everything. And probably, I'm sure he had some other Yeah, other expenses. things. I mean, when you're young, you probably got some credit card yeah. bills and stuff like that. So it's just really shitty to see that, you know. You, uh, yeah. As you get older, I mean, Amanda's 47, I'm 31 now. Uh, as you get older, more people around you start to pass away. And it just becomes something that, you know happens more and more often as you get older and older. And so, you know, it's really sad to see that when it happens because nobody likes losing people that they're close to, but it's even worse to see that They loss. were really, really close to. Yeah. It's, I mean, just terrible. It's even worse to see that loss and then see the family have to go through extra, you know. Hard times. Hard times because nothing was in place. So we stress this stuff for a reason because it is super important. I would never ever want to put Amanda through any more heartache and pain and struggle that she's going to go through if I was gone by stacking on extra bills, you know, that she wasn't able to handle by herself. Yeah. Or just having to, you know, not having the choice to take time off because I don't have money to make payments, you know? Yeah. Mm. So, that was my low. I mean, you hate to see that stuff happen to your friends. And I know my best friend lost his sister two years ago, the day after Christmas. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it sucks. You so just never know when your time is here. Whether you get coverage from us, whether you get it from somebody else, put something in place because you care about the people who care about you and who are going to have to deal with that when you're gone. Yeah. So just, you know, do it whether you have a family of your own or a family that, raised you just put mm-hmm. something in place guys yeah um yeah um i would say my low is it's it's two parts so my low is that nina is progressively getting worse um the doctors figured out that she so she had a whole bunch of labs done um she may have cushing's disease which is where a adrenal gland in her body is producing excess cortisol, um, 
whether or not it's deadly is kind of up for debate. Depends where it's stemming from. They think it's just the steroid in, induced one, which should be managed if that is in fact what it is. Um, but it's also very common to have skin issues from Cushing's disease. So they think that that is probably a factor. A lot of the vets in Washington, um, cause that's where she initially started to have the increased liver enzyme, which is what the doctors and the vets in Washington originally noticed. And instead of testing to see if she actually had Cushing's disease, they just wanted to monitor and have blood drawn every six months or so. Um, obviously she still has that issue. So as soon as these vets saw it for the first time, they were like, Hey, we need to figure this out, especially because her skin issues are so bad. So yeah, the skin is not good. She's getting these. It's not exactly like they are sores, but just scabby patches. And then now their hair falls off of them. And now they're moving. They used to just be up on her belly and now they're moving around her body to other places. The last week, I would say it has just it's starting to take over her body and it's really, really sad to watch. The good part about it is that these vets are really trying to figure out. Um, so we were supposed to take her in today and have all these tests done today. I took her in for a second blood draw and then they were like, whoops, my bad. We didn't take enough blood this morning. We got to do this shit all over again next weekend. So that part sucks. But the good news is if she does in fact have Cushing's disease and it's the thing, it's stems from what they think it is, then there is a cure. And they do say even though today necessarily isn't going to help her with finding out that diagnostic, that the shot that they gave her this morning anyways should start to help her skin. So, mm, you know, we'll see. Yeah. So, you know, it's her child. Yeah, it's Luckily, she's still in good spirits, but we're trying to figure out what exactly is going on there. Yeah, poor baby. And we're back after some technical difficulties you guys weren't even aware of, but we had them. (laughs) If you were watching the video, you saw Amanda freeze with her beautiful face. (laughs) I'm sure it was a lovely expression. It was was a pretty good expression. (laughs) So let's go ahead and discuss um this (laughs) from the entire channel 4 news team i'm veronica corningstone and i'm ron burgundy go fuck yourself san diego here we go san diego Alrighty, what is in the news san diego state what's in the news is san diego state is going to the national championship hit a big game winner at the buzzer at the buzzer to beat florida atlantic <clears throat> wow. Yeah, that was that was a crazy game. Glad we were watching. The other one, not so as much. nearly exciting, but that's okay. Can It'll all be, be UConn versus San Diego State. Yep. So what's in the news? We are going to talk today a quick article about if you want to raise successful children, make sure they learn this all-important life skill. Interesting. Do you know what the life skill might be? Uh, self-sufficiency? I don't know. It's a good guess. Okay. Of all the skills children can learn from their parents, emotional regulation, Mm. the ability to manage and control their own emotions may be the most important of all. I agree. If you're... So our kids are fucked. (laughs) I have great emotional regulation. Me, not so much. (laughs) 
If you're like most entrepreneurs and business leaders, you want your kids to grow up as driven and successful as you are. Research shows that children with better emotional regulation do better in school, which may set them up for further success as they grow up. That's kind of obvious. Mm -hmm. Uh, And experts say the earlier you start teaching them this life skill, the better. You can even start when your child is a baby. Beyond the potential for increased academics and perhaps career success, knowing how to manage their emotions is a skill that will help your children throughout their lives, especially when faced with difficult or traumatic situations. Teaching them emotional regulation early on is one of the greatest gifts you can give them for their future success and happiness. So, how exactly do you teach emotional regulation? That's probably... This is a, a big, good question yeah, to ask, big question here. especially if you're dealing with a very small child, an age when most are prone to frequent tantrums. Uh, experts interviewed for a recent article at the American Psychology Association website have some great advice. These are the people that I'm definitely wanting to listen to. So here are what they think are the most important points. Number one, name that emotion. As highly verbal adults, we can forget how frustrating it is for small children not to be able to clearly express themselves, especially if they don't have the right words to describe what they're feeling. I often feel that way. (laughs) So help your kids out by teaching them those words. Encourage them to name their emotions at times when they can be receptive to learning about them. Don't try when they're in the middle of a tantrum. Uh, The Center for Early Childhood Mental Health Consultation has some excellent suggestions for how to do this, such as asking them periodically throughout the day what emotions they're feeling, making happy, sad, and angry faces, and asking the child to name those the emotion they said they're expressing. Not, they said not to do it during a tantrum? Yeah, don't ask them. They're like, bitch, I'm angry. What do you mean? Yeah, basically. Okay. Well, you're not trying to teach them during a tantrum. You want to teach them other times so they can utilize it during a tantrum. Gotcha. Um, asking them what emotions the characters may be feeling when watching a movie or reading a book. Number two, suggest alternative behaviors. Again, don't do this when your child's in the middle of an emotional tornado or breakdown. Uh, But later on, when discussing the event, explore some ideas for what they could have done differently. For example, if they had a meltdown at the school because another children took their toy Asking for a te- asking the teacher for help or finding another toy to play with, <coughs> excuse me, might be an option to consider next time. Seems fairly reasonable. Yeah. Number three, praise four times for every time you punish. Okay. So for your children to learn emotional regulation, you have to be consistent about delivering consequences. Uh, about yeah, about delivering consequences. Sorry. For example, if the consequence for throwing their dinner across the room is a loss of iPad privileges, then you have to take that iPad away every time they do it. At the same time, though, experts agree that positive reinforcement is much better than punishment when it comes to teaching your children child a new behavior pattern. The solution? Notice when your child does practice emotional regulation and praise them for their self-control. I see you wanted to throw that food, and instead you shove that shit in your mouth. Good job. Good job, Timmy. If your child tends to act up around bedtime on the nights when they go to bed without a fuss, tell them that you're impressed with them growing their grown-up behavior. I like that. The research shows that you should have four or five positive interactions for each negative. 
and then number four is model emotional regulation yourself, which is the difficult one. <laughs> if your chi child often observes you losing control over your emotions, I guess I don't lose control over my emotions. Except that guy that told us, hey, don't <laughs> let your dog pee right here. <laughs> Bitch, we're at, this is a green area. We're at a fucking, essentially a park. Just because you live right there doesn't mean this is your yard. Fuck out of here. I want my dog. It says, please pick up your poop. Cool, we'll pick up your poop, but... She's peeing. She's peeing. That's what dogs I do can't pick that on up. walks. Asshole. You live in an apartment over there. Shut the fuck up. So, yeah, what you're going to want to do is model emotional regulation after yourself. <laughs> um, or of yourself. <laughs> so, demonstrate good emotional regulation by managing your own emotions. If not all the time, then at least when you're in your child's sight or hearing. <laughs> good. I can still do this shit. Of course, it can be nearly impossible to remain calm when your child is acting completely out of control. Resist the temptation to meet that meltdown head on with escalating anger or even harsher punishment. I think this will go along with what we're <laughs> going to be talking about here in a second. Uh, instead, do whatever works for you to maintain your own calm, taking deep breaths, counting, reciting a calming phrase to yourself like, don't kill my fucking child, <laughs> or even stepping out of the room for a minute if necessary. It didn't oh say God. that part in the article. I, I can imagine. It might feel like you're admitting defeat, but by avoiding having your own meltdown, you're teaching your child by example what to do and what not to do. In the long run, that will benefit you both. Interesting. So that was a article by an Inc. magazine. INC, not Inc. INK. INK. Inc. <laughs> so, yeah. I think, I think that's fantastic. And I can honestly admit, like my emotional regulation has gotten dramatically better the older that I get. And I feel this is also kind of a positive for me personally becoming a parent later in life because I feel way more level-headed. Like even the last eight years than I have in my early twenties. And I like, even like with having a, a pet, like yeah, I, I don't stories even stories about you back then. <laughs> crazy <laughs> stuff. Man, it was crazy, crazy. No, like even still like with with owning a pet like my mom they're always like you're, you're not mature enough to have a, a dog yet like don't mom, have I'm it 30 thanks and <laughs> then you know I would like think of like how I reacted to certain situations like maybe when I had my old cat in Oklahoma like you know she would call the shit out of me and I'd be like oh my god I'm fucking so angry like you know <laughs> like but now like if Nina does something I'm just like Ugh okay, that's not cool, you know, like, so I could only imagine with a child and, you know, the buttons are going to push. I'm by no means am I a perfect level-headed person by any means, but I'm definitely way better now than I used to be, I will say that. I would agree. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, since I've known you, you've been great with that, but I think as you get older, that's a thing that if you practice it, you can get better at it. Like if you put yourself in situations where you have to handle these type of things. Um, we both can't be crazy. So I can definitely. Get, <laughs> it really depends. Like respect is a big thing for me. And when people are like disrespecting you for just the dumb reasons, like yeah. it, it really upsets me. Fair enough. But there's other things that like don't really upset me. Like you said, if Nina's fucking up or, you know, she destroys something or whatever the case may be, you're able to like 
just take a step back and be like, you know what? That's not that big of a deal. Yeah. You're okay. I'm hoping I'll be that same way with kids because I know they're stupid and they don't know anything. <laughs> and so it's like, hey, man, I would probably do that same thing if I didn't know what to do. Am I supposed to eat these mashed potatoes or am I supposed to smash them in my hand and rub them all over the table in my face? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this is. So makes sense. But I think that's one of the great parts about having kids is as you go, they get older, they start to learn a little bit more and you can like kind of learn with them. You're like, hey, no more pissing on me when I try and change your diaper. Okay, you're three now. <laughs> you, should know, you should know this is not cool, man. I, I stood for that shit when you were young, but not anymore. Um, we don't behave ourselves like that. In yeah, public. we don't pee on people here, man. It's not our Kelly's house. Uh, all right. I think it's time for Ask the Listeners because I've got some very... Interesting questions that I asked the listeners that okay. they responded to. So don't think I have a drop for ask the listeners, but what can we play? I don't know. You're poor eye though. What? <laughs> yeah. One of my lows for this week that I did not mention was I got a sty in my eye, which is the second time that's happened in the past like four months, maybe. Yeah. And I've never gotten one in 30 years. And I got two in like four months. I don't understand how that, what's going on, but it was really bothering me for a while there. So anyways, now that we're over that, let's talk about asking the listeners. So one of the questions I had for the listeners this week was about the old tummy tuck underwear for men. <laughs> so a lot of women wear those like... Spanx. Yeah, somewhat... Revealing or unrevealing spanks, mm-hmm. and people think like, "Hey, you know, that's a that's a good idea." So, Makes you look better under clothes. Yeah, it does. And I'm of the opinion that women can do things like that to a certain extent, especially if they've had children, because God knows what your body has to go through to birth another person. Yeah. If you're telling me that you're trying to hide a little bit of stomach fat or loose skin or whatever afterwards, do your thing. But over here, fellas, with fucking drinking beers and eating ice cream and everything, and you got fat, and you're like, you know what? just want to pretend like I'm not fat, or <laughs> I just want to hide this stomach. You got the stomach. You want the stomach. Like, very It's called dad bod for a yeah. reason. So People like that shit. I asked the listeners, I said, well, I asked the lady listeners, I said it, or Dudes that like other dudes, whatever you're into, said if you're single and you bring a dude home and he gets undressed and was hiding a nice sized little something, something, and we don't mean something good, uh, but misled you to believe that he was fit, are you still letting him smash? And so it was about 67% no, 33% yes. What do you do? You just say, you misled me, I'm out? Hey, whatever you got to do to get up out of there. We've got some answers. And I've got some responses as well. But it's about, like I said, 67% no, 33% yes. Let's go over a couple of the responses that people gave. Kat gave a fantastic one. And I actually thought I asked her a question about spanking your children. So as I was reading her response, I was a bit misled. But 
Kat said, okay, I'm going to say yes, but it's situational. I'm bringing him home. Clearly, I've had too much to drink, and I was looking to make some bad decisions. If I'm having a one-night stand, so why, you know, let a little man Spanx stop me? <laughs> Second, I'm attracted to muscular men. If I brought him home, it's because he's hella hot with big arms, and I don't mind if he's got a little gut as long as he's strong enough to pin me up against the wall. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, yeah, know, know where you stand. Yep. She did say... I, however, definitely won't be seeing him again because I couldn't actually date a man who wears this. <laughs> Fair. I'm, a, I'm a female and I won't ever wear this. It's false advertising and extremely uncomfortable. You get what you see with me. I don't wear spanks. I don't paint my face. I don't wear padded bras. That's a no for me, dog. Solid. So, appreciate that, cat. Another listener said, I'll pass. I don't wear them, so I wouldn't be into someone that wore them. But I feel like if a woman wears it, it should be okay for a guy to wear it. Great. Our good friend Shelby said, I've been thinking about this question before I answered it. I would be okay with it as long as I didn't watch him take it off. <laughs> <laughs> she said, if I, ever wear, if I ever wear shapewear, I want it to put it on or... I won't put it on or take it off in front of anyone because it's such an awkward thing to get on and off. Yes, it is. You have to really shimmy your way into those things for the exact reason. If they were loose, they wouldn't do their job. Yeah. So, so that's so funny. I love it. Your fucking camera froze again. I guess we're going just dual camera. Okay. Or this angle. Well, we won't open that blind next <sighs> week. I don't know what the deal is with that. But again, I think you're froze on a cute little face there anyways that's good sorry y'all so that was uh what what are your thoughts on again if you're not with somebody if your dude was wearing that you're like hey i want him to look you know nice out in public and i don't want his gut hanging out there's a lot of people i see that should wear these (laughs) that don't um so what are your thoughts on it um i kind of agree with all of those things if girls wear all of them okay like if girls wear them why shouldn't guys be able to wear them um but i also think the same as for women you're kind of given a little false advertising if you're wearing it in the aspect to try to appeal to other people if you're doing it just because you're self-conscious of yourself like obviously if we go out we're already married i'm not looking to like pick somebody up yeah. obviously that's Nor, why i was asking single ladies if you just bring a dude home or yeah, something like if your spouse or something would, is wearing it fucking whatever yeah who cares? Ex- exactly you're you know like, what you got yourself into. <laughs> exactly signed up for that shit but man oh, oh my gosh if like if you brought a dude home uh, yeah, and you just like take it off like you took his shirt off and you're like oh what's what's that that you're wearing there well, he's like i have to have it to warm my back and then he unloads like a fat gut under it and you're like I see why you need that extra support, my friend. So in my younger days, I was like pretty shallow. Like if you didn't have abs, I probably wasn't going to mess with you. (laughs) (laughs) You hear this, guys? That's so rude. Not that rude. No, people have standards. I I don't know. I just always was attracted to fit people. But I just remember dating someone who didn't have like 
didn't have a nice stomach. And I remember you're like, look at well, your actually round was belly. like, let's turn the lights off. Like, I don't want to see. <laughs> oh, how she's changed. <laughs> you are fucking <coughs> hot. So I don't have to worry about Jeez. that. But even if you did, like, I'm so in love with you, it wouldn't matter. At this even point. if I got big, <laughs> if I you got so big, I'm just head over heels. So, Look or beyond. She got stretch marks. Either you was big and got small, or you was small <laughs> and got big. Either way, we still fucking. <laughs> exactly. Classic Cat Williams. Exactly. All right, all right. Um, good input. Yeah, I think that I would. I definitely wouldn't want to see somebody take it off though. Like I'd probably let it slide, but I don't want to watch. I'd be that like, don't shit. do that in front of me. Don't again. do that in front of me. I don't want to see Go that. Go to the reveal. bathroom or yeah. something. Like yep. say you're gonna pee and then take it off in there, because that's what a girl would do. Yeah. <laughs> have some self-respect. Especially like maybe go have a big dinner before too. So when you do it, you're like, oh, you're like so ah, long. no, no, no. I'm usually like fit, but this it was a big dinner. Had a lot of pasta. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so Anyways. we also talked about last time spanking. Or, uh, you know, hitting your child in some sort of way at a certain age. So I asked the listeners mm-hmm. thoughts on spanking your kid. You know, are you for it or against it? Mm-hmm. So on and I so probably forth. wouldn't name names. No, I'm not going to name anybody's okay. name here. That's this is more serious stuff. And yeah. if you hit your kid in the face or on the butt, <sighs> you know, whatever, or you don't, then Definitely that's up to you. Hit the kid in the face. So we've got a reply here that says, "I'm not." anti-spanking but i think there are alternative solutions for disciplining that aren't physical mm-hmm. okay. i agree so this listener this listener said perfectly fine if done when verbal warnings are ignored over and over fair okay Very i think fair. that's also fair mm-hmm. it's my last resort but i have but sometimes needed i have cried after spanking before hmm. i feel like that's a common theme especially in the, uh, the parent tests yeah. they spoke about that this listener wrote in three different kind of accounts kind of broken up here my kids will listen to me out of respect not out of fear as an adult i wouldn't spank in a painful not a sexual or assault someone why should people assault their children I think people who spank or hit kids need therapy. No spanking around here. Okay, so some very different opinions there. I also have a few others that I would read, like to read to you. Okay. So I have one friend who's a uh, child therapist. Oh, okay. And she said, most of the time spanking is a repercussion or discipline. Uh, spanking teaches kids that physical touch, the spank, is associated with something bad. And I just couldn't get behind hitting a kiddo to tell them they're wrong. Uh, I don't use gentle parenting by any means, but I don't spank. A child isn't even at a developmental stage to understand the real reason for spanking until the age of 11, which at that point, they are old enough to just be talked to. Spanking doesn't actually work like people think. It works in the moment because they are scared not because they understand what they did is wrong. So again, also very different than yeah. some of the other people. <clears throat> yeah, but definitely. again, I align, I feel like with a lot of these things, I feel it's, it's so hard to Yeah, it should never say. be your first resort, first of all. Like, I just, 
yeah. would be very against that if that's like your initial response is to just go straight to that. Then I mm-hmm. would agree that you'd probably need some type of anger management, energy or not emotion regulation, training on yourself and things like that. Definitely. Yeah. Because <clears throat> what you're taking out is some other sort of emotion on your child uh, when it's, you know, because it's never. <coughs> there he goes. He's Sorry. still not better yet. It's never that big of a deal. It's almost never that big of a deal. Yeah, almost. I do believe there are times when kids do shit, and depending on the age, when they're, like we talked about before, when they're really young, you can't yeah. expect All much right. of anything from your kid. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think, like, okay, if our kid's 14 and they take the car in the middle of the night and they run into a pole or something, like, would that be justifiable? Like, and that's hard because at that age, I'm not, like, spanking my kid. I mean, if I spanked you, then you would know I'm doing this to embarrass you. This is just between me and you. Yeah. And I'm doing this to embarrass <laughs> you because you're an idiot. Yeah. Uh, but, like... Look, 11, I, I do feel like... I mean, what? Noah's 11. I'm hoping you know the difference between right and wrong, what you should and shouldn't be doing yeah. before 11. Then you're just choosing to make wrong decisions, and then that you have to think about like really how you're going to handle it at that point. Because like I said, my brothers and I all took discipline very differently, and what they thought was bad didn't. like You know, like yeah. me getting in trouble, like okay and what but you saying like hey you hurt my feelings i'm disappointed in you would crush me mm-hmm. and i and keith and my other brother i don't think they responded like they would be like okay you're m- mad at me like you'll get over it you know like it's the type of thing so i think yeah, it's very child like very child. different yeah i don't know how shane shane literally never did anything wrong ever so <laughs> i can't sure say, shane no, hmm. literally but like, anything I, you got caught for huh buddy i can't attest to how discipline was for him because he never had to be disciplined. Not that I could remember. Granny's six years older than me, but. So I have one last one. So this one is from one of our friends. It says, we don't spank our kids. Never have. Our kids are great listeners and respond well when we tell them to stop whatever bad behavior they are, you know, uh, whatever bad behavior they're doing. Our kids are also older now. So we have different forms of discipline, i.e., no electronics, which is highly effective. Uh, but for our kids, um, good listeners, I'd consider if, but if our kids weren't good listeners, uh, I'd consider giving a smack on the back of the head, not to hurt or cause pain, but to prove a point. And that's kind of what I was thinking, like okay. being a fucking idiot right now. What are you doing? I probably wouldn't say that, but if you were like back talking your mom, yeah, I'd smack you upside the back of the head and be like, you're being an asshole to your yeah. mom. This is not how we treat her. Yeah. Like, Thanks. So there's things like that where I was like, okay, I'm not physically assaulting my kid. I'm not spanking them, but I'm a fucking smack you or something. If you're <laughs> like, you have to have rules. There has to be standards. And you yeah. should know if I disrespect my parents, something, you know, something I don't want to happen is going to happen. Yeah. Now, am I, again, punching you in the face? Obviously not, but <laughs> again... God, I, I remember really my dad multiple that. times smack me, you know, on the back of the head or something like that mm-hmm. because I was being a little ass to my mom or not listening to her or something. It's like, well, you you know, you learn to respect your parents. Um, so our sternness and seriousness when disciplining our kids has been rooted over, rooted in them over time, you know, throughout the years. So our kids ex- know exactly what the deal is when we get upset. 
about bad behavior. Uh, it also helps that they can't weasel behind one parent's back uh, because we're always on the same page and have each other's backs. Very nice. So, yeah, I feel like it's a, it's kind of a hard thing. You have to just know, tell yourself like, hey, I'm not doing it at this age. But again, I'm totally of the opinion that once they get to a certain age, if you're eight, nine, ten, and you're back talking, like, mm-mm. yeah, you're also losing your iPad or whatever you have now. I'm smacking you in the back of the head because you just were a little piece of shit to your mom. And that's not how we do things. Like, I remember that growing up. Hmm. And that caused me to second have second thoughts about, you know, that type of stuff. The getting smacked in the back of the head made you... Well, one, didn't want to get smacked again. And then two, my parents would talk to me about it like, hey, you can't talk to your parents like this. Like, Would they tell you that before? Like, is it... Did they give you any warnings? Like, hey, stop that first? Or would your dad just come in and do it? And you'd be like, oh, shit, I wasn't expecting that because I wasn't given any of the other warnings. Like, I feel like there's multiple steps that could have been taken before. There were, no, because there's rules that are in place. Like, I knew before talking back to my mom that we don't talk back. I've never talked back to my mom, so I exactly. can't. <laughs> I, can't I can't attest to that situation. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, guess we see who was the worst kid. You're like, no, me. <laughs> I never talked. I never yelled. I never cussed at her. I never talked back to her. We never raised our voices at our parents. Mm. Never did any of those things. So I got to ask my mom, what'd you do? Because obviously that part worked. <laughs> yeah. And why did you end up being such a little shit when you got older? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> there's a lot of dissection <laughs> that could be done here, folks. I blocked out most of my life, so I don't know. <laughs> Something bad happened. She's like, she beat me so bad, I can't even remember it. I, I was no. like, I've never talked back. I never did anything no. bad. No. All right, we're going to skip the Isle of the 90s today, but I have a special overseas parenting that I could not skip for you. Oh, so great. It's time for that super sweet overseas parenting fact of the week. Is it super sweet? Super sweet. Over. You're going to think it's super sweet. <laughs> All righty. So, and I forgot how to say this country so the overseas parenting fact of the week comes from Muranatina. Uh, it's a country in the western coast of africa and the people there are called the wuluf people so wow. the wuluf people have a super it says right here super special ritual i did not write this <laughs> i got this from the website the wuluf people have a super special ritual that involves spitting on a baby's face what? this is this is not that bad for you but it gets worse oh no it's got something to do they with believe ears. that the human saliva can retain words and affect the development of a child when a baby is born women spit on the baby's face and men spit in the baby's ears oh for good god. luck oh my god they then rub the saliva all over the baby's head so that the blessings stick in the ears. Oh, my God. Could you imagine me just coming up and just spitting in your ear? Fuck no. That's yeah. what I would smack you out of the back of the head. <laughs> hey, there we go. We found the line. <laughs> Touch my ears, man. Oh, my gosh. So, 
I got some nice things to say about you, but I got to spit on your face for us and make sure they rub in and stick. I mean, it's a cute concept. Cute concept. Yeah. The baby. But uh, uncomfortable to say the least. I'd be like, I don't want to spit on the baby. But I guess if that's rooted in your beliefs, then it's just natural. But goddamn, I hope this person brushed their teeth. Yeah. you know, hadn't been doing anything gross recently. You're just looking at so spit in my ear. No. God. I That's a no for me, dog. We're not going to that portion of the world to have a baby because I'm not spitting on him. Thank you. All right. Well, it's time for the parent test stuff. Skip the I Love the 90s. Save that good stuff for next week. Yeah. Parent test had some interesting things today to discuss. So I'm going to struggle Why don't here you just move the mic? Jesus, you made that so much harder. Than I know. I was trying to sneak my paper, but um, okay. So this was episode six. So we're on the last set of tests for the last group of parents. Um, they after this episode, they're now going into the semifinals. So um, we got helicopter discipline, traditional, traditional, and child child-led. Led. Yes. So the first, the first test. This one. This one's interesting. Um, so in this test, it was family. So it was basically uh, you drop your kids off somewhere. You say, hey, I'll be right back or I'll pick you up after this lesson or whatever. And then you send a family friend to pick them up. But you don't alert the kid that you're sending this other person. Mm-hmm. So you're testing them to see if the child will lead with the familiar, leave with the familiar person or call the parent to double check that they are in fact supposed to leave with said person. So, and the reason that they did this test is because shockingly 75% of abductions are done by someone who actually already knows the child, which Mm. is a terrifying statistic. Yeah. That's a lot of, uh, stranger danger within your within your own yeah within your own circle so that's terrifying so this will this test is called unexpected pickup so the very first one was disciplined which is the single mom that has a 13 year old um she was the only one that passed the test sorry spoiler alert (laughs) and she did it in a very like granted well i wouldn't say she had the oldest because one of the other girls for the traditional she was at least 13 yeah at least Mm mm-hmm but with her, her thought was, my daughter doesn't do anything. She never goes with anyone without confirming it with me. Mm-hmm. Like if this clear person, black and there's there's no gray area. Yeah. It's black and white. That's the rule in their house. Like, hey, if grandma is coming to pick me up, you text me and let ask me, or you call me and ask me. If I don't get back with you, you don't go with them. But you let me know, like, hey, this person said that you said it's all right for them to pick me up. Is it okay? Like, if I'm giving you the green light, then we're good to go. Yeah. So she said, quote, what I tell you comes before what anyone else tells you. So it doesn't matter if so. Well, so-and-so said that your mom, you know, your mom told me that I could do like, if you don't hear it directly from my mouth, believe it not to be true. Like, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how I, you know, we were raised like, it don't matter if, you know, grandma comes up like, they yeah. don't have the code word. You don't, you do not get in the car with them. Yeah. Cause again, we could show you so many examples of people that were taken by family members or close friends. Yeah. So that's going to be our rule when, you know, when we have kids, it's like, Hey, 
whether it's a code word that they have to know or whatever it is, you're not going with anybody unless it's your mom or I. And if you are going with them, confirm it with us first. We'll let you know. Or we will let you know beforehand that somebody is going to be picking you up and only go with that person. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, because, you know, super scared to have your yeah. kids snatched up by kidnappings somebody. are real and they happen and happens a lot they gave us the numbers i think in one of the episodes it was like a lot there's a lot of kids that get kidnapped oh that was on the actual stranger danger one. Oh yeah yeah you got it the frightening number yeah it was like 2000 a minute or i don't know something a day i don't know yeah um so the next the next group of families was the child led and they had the two daughters that's like nine and 13 mm-hmm. or something like that um, this one, they had a, like a family friend come. He had this cool van and cool van. How? Yeah. Typical. <laughs> right. He's like, Oh yeah, it's a camper van. You want to see inside? Blah, blah, blah. It was a cool van though. Yeah. So they like got inside and he was straight up like, Hey, do you need to like, where are your parents? And they're like, I don't know. They're like, they're okay. like, wow, this is so crazy. Like that you're here and our parents aren't here. Like. What's happening right now? Like she literally, like she knew something was up, but she didn't trust her initial gut. She was like, it must be okay. Like she was probably telling herself like, it has to be okay because there's no other coincidence where this would have fallen upon this situation. But she should have like, she kept asking herself out loud. Oh, this is crazy. Like what's going on right now? And so she should have trusted that initial instinct of like something may not be right. Luckily, it's all staged and everything's okay. But they both got in the van and they left with him. Yep. So again, not having that r- rule set with your parents, like, hey, you don't go with anybody unless there's some communication between us first, knowing so. So yeah, that they basically failed yep. that. <laughs> and then the next one was traditional, and this was a the girl. She has got to be like fourteen or something. Yeah, some, yeah, twelve. I would say between 12 and 14. I feel yeah. like she may be Balin's age or something. So she's just playing tennis practice or having tennis practice. And then one of their friends gets, you know, comes, picks him up. She immediately, she he was like, hey, your mom told me to come get you. She's like, okay, cool, let's go. No questions. The mom comes up and she's like, what are you doing? And she was like, oh, so-and-so came to pick me up. No questions. I So I think, so the family on this one were like, our circle is so tight that there would never be a reason to question anyone within our circle because we would only absolutely trust them with our kids. So if our kids know them. And that makes sense. Like I could see that, especially within like a Jewish family or something, because Jews stick together because they're so scrutinized by everybody else that Mm -hmm. it would be like, you know, very uncommon for potentially something to happen within that circle. So if they're bringing you into their circle, I'm sure that trust, you know, is very deep rooted. Yeah. So it's hard, you know, again. To really gauge this test, because obviously I think if the situation, if it was someone they didn't know <clears throat> that well, I'm pretty sure these kids would have been like, no, nah, that's, it's okay. Like, I'll stay here and wait for my parents a little bit, you know. But again, if you go with the discipline thing where it's just like, hey, yeah, cool. I'm, I'd be happy to go with you. Let me just text mom real quick and make sure that yeah. you know she said it's cool yeah if you think that's a problem then it's a problem 
So yeah. like, if you have a problem with me wanting to text my mom and ask her to make yeah, it's e- cool, exactly. then we have a problem. Exactly. So again, whatever the situation may be, it could easily be nipped in the butt by having a black or white, you know, Rule. response to this. Absolutely. Um, and then the last test was the helicopter and there was two girls, what, six and seven yeah. or something like that. Maybe even seven yeah. and five or something. Yeah. Um, they got out of a dance class and again, their family friend and they're like, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Got in the car and drove away. Um, and so they said that, uh, the psychologist that hosts the show, he said that, um, you know, like the disciplined parent having very strict rules, black and white rules about who you're allowed to go with and under what circumstance. And then also having code words would be a good way to deter the situation from becoming a problem in the future. And just like they had done in the earlier episodes with the people coming to your door and knocking and you letting them in or not letting them in repetition, 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 let your kids know, Hey, don't let them know a thousand times with anybody. We have rules. Contact me first. Yeah. Always contact me. Don't and go with grandma. Don't go with grandpa. Don't go with anybody. If you didn't contact hear from me. me. If I didn't tell you before yeah. or you didn't contact me before you go, don't go. Yeah. So that was that was kind of, and we had to code word growing up. And, you know, we, there was a very f- clear line. Don't open the door, especially if no one's home. And don't go with anyone else if they didn't have the code word. Yeah. And did I, I mean, gosh, did I tell the story yet about the code word situation in Spain? I think so in Spain, yep. Yeah, when my phone, my, because my watch has the little buttons and uh, if you hold it, like if you're doing push-ups or something, it'll do an SOS call. And we were in Spain and it alerted my mom because she was set as my emergency contact. And What's going on? You're okay. Yeah, so I text my mom from Charlene's phone. I was like, hey, mom, it's Amanda. I don't have, you know, obviously I don't have service because I'm not paying $10 a day. And she was straight up like, what was the code word we used when you were a child? And I somehow remembered it. But like, even like, I'm 33. Yeah. I was 30 at that. That was my 30th birthday trip. She was like, what was the code word? <laughs> like, <laughs> Damn, mom, it's cool. I'll send you a picture of myself <laughs> with the date and the newspaper. <laughs> Nope, what's the code word? Like, All right, cool. well, I, mean, I appreciate it. Yeah, we never questioned anything and we were never abducted. So, I don't know. You don't remember a whole lot. You might have been abducted. <laughs> so, yeah, very, very important stuff. And I mean, things to think about as you look to become a parent or as you are a parent or as mm-hmm. your kids get to that age where you're dropping them off for things and whatnot. Like, mm-hmm. the last thing you want to happen is somebody snatch your kid up. And it happens all the time. So having those rules, having that open line of communication and talking about those things often, it's got to be key. Yeah. Um, The last test was them to essentially teach their kids how to drive in a go-kart racetrack. Yep. Um, It was about the parents being able to stay calm in stressful situations and also how they communicate directions when, you know, new scary things and, and stuff like that. I feel like everyone did a really good job. Yeah, so you had the 13-year-old girl um, for the... Uh, discipline. Discipline. Yeah. She did great. Um, mm-hmm. Again, she had none of these kids had ever dro- driven, driven before. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of a new experience for all of them. Yeah. But they all did good. The The helicopter parents had a 7-year-old drive, and yeah. she did... She did fantastic. ...really well. But our my thoughts on that are just like, just like the traditional dad said... Where he's like, hey, we're coming in here. We're in a kind of 
enclosed safe space. So mm-hmm. it's not like we're out on the road practicing driving. You could crash here, you know, bumper into something, but nothing bad's going to happen. Have some freedom. Like, yeah. Take over, kind of feel this out. Granted, his daughters are, again, a little bit older, mm-hmm. like 13 plus. But and that's that's how I would be. It's just like, hey, you're not going to kill yourself here. So try it out. <laughs> it's feel not what it's our like. car either. So. Yep, feel what it's like to drive fast. Feel what it's like to maybe slam on the brakes a little bit. Like yeah. get used to that Turn. because all of these type of things could happen out on the road for real. Yeah. And so you need to be able to, cause especially the adrenaline that yeah. you get, like you have to be able to manage your emotions. And I want to check your too. response times. Yeah. Exactly. I want to see what type of, what type of shit you got going. Cause the traditional dad, it was like putting his hands in front she, of his daughter's so eyes and she stuff. She said, I know this course by heart now. And he goes, all right, but covers her eyes. All right. <laughs> Bold move. So there was really no pass or fail type of thing on that one, but yeah, everybody was, seemed to do good. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, they voted off one parent style. Can you guess who it was? It was the people we talked about last week. Helicopter parenting. It's just not a style of parenting that people believe work these days because you're not giving your kids enough freedom to try and fail and learn and be exposed to things. Granted, they were very, very loving parents. Yeah. They were, yeah, super cool. I think their thing was you have to be able to fail for growth, and if everything is in the protected bubble, you're not preparing them for the real world, and that's what this whole thing is about. Yeah, and kind of difficult for them because they are black, so you're raising black kids. You have to be Which everybody knows is a completely different thing than raising... White kids, for example. So for them to be helicopter and always be worried. Totally get it. Makes sense. Totally get it. But don't think you're going to raise the style of child that's going to have the most success as a grown up in out in the world. by being a helicopter. The fact that they have so much love in their family. I I mean, gosh, I I think that family was awesome. Yeah. Nothing against the the dad and the mom had been together for a long time. 14 and he was 15. So, and they had six kids. So, yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. Oh, he always got so emotional. Yep. Awesome families. A lot of different parenting styles out there. And the whole idea is to find what parenting style best fits what you're trying to accomplish and yeah the things that you like from each of them and like we saw some people are okay with spanking some aren't Mm -hmm. some are okay with guys wearing spanks over their stomachs and some's aren't you know (laughs) some's yes some's no's yep but anyways y'all that was episode 20 it is time to wrap it up it is april 2nd sunday april 2nd yay no more match no more much. But it's time to get after it this upcoming week. Hope you guys have a great week. And anything else on your part? Yeah, well, hopefully we get the internet. And uh, yeah, Blast we'll off. keep you guys. We'll let you know next Monday. Yep. <laughs> All right, y'all. This has been the Trying to Parent Podcast. Love you. Love you too. We get out of here. Mm. This is uh, Justin Timberlake with 
Romero Santos. Spanish just sounds so nice.